there is a voice echoing in our noisy world, a voice you will recognize when you hear it, but you have to listen very carefully. It yells but does not shout. It insists without pressuring. It calls out for you without assaulting your eardrums. Can you hear it? It's hidden in the ordinary events of daily life. Sometimes you catch glimpses of it, church bells in a distance, a word of kindness that seems to go beyond the situation, something supernatural about a sunset or a baby's face. There's something there that compels us to look deeper, but instead we usually turn away distracted by the daily drama of life. The competing, voices, the competing voices and sounds pull us away. The call of the world that calls me to find a good job, to study, to make good grades, to get caught up in politics. The call of sports, whether to watch or to participate. I mean, wasn't that just a great Viking Saints game last week? The call of relationships, the call of the human heart, the call of the flesh pulling at me and driving me toward food, drink, drugs, exercise, lust, anything to get me high. All these competing voices give me a high somehow. And science would explain it away with words such as dopamine and neuroplasticity. And everything stops for a second. All the clamor of the world, the flesh and the devil, all that pauses when I stare into the face of an innocent child or taste something incredible or feel God in a vague way out there when I kneel down to, to say even a short prayer. But at other times, something happens to shake me up perhaps a tragedy that jolts me out of the ordinary events of daily life, and I am brought to my knees. The human heart cries out with a question why and waits for an answer. Often we hear nothing. Perhaps we don't wait long enough. Perhaps we find the pain of tragedy too much to bear, so we return back to the distractions of daily life. Life goes on, the, the sun still rises and sets, unaware of our broken hearts, and we return to the noise of the daily grind. Yet there's something more amid the noise, a still, small, whispering voice. It's calling for me, and it never gives up. Jesus came into Galilee, into people's ordinary lives, and said, This is the time. This is the time of fulfillment. The still, small, whispering voice has a human face. And he has a message. The kingdom of God is at hand. He breaks into my daily life. The extraordinary enters into the ordinary what? Here? Now? Is the typical response. 
while I'm studying for classes, while I'm changing clothes to play basketball, while I'm driving out to get groceries? Yes. And he speaks to us in imperatives. Have you noticed in the Gospels how often he speaks to us in imperatives? Listen carefully in the Gospel when you hear it. And today we hear a pre-Lenten call. Repent and believe in the Gospel. Something extraordinary is going on here. The word extraordinary doesn't here mean unusual or remarkable. Rather, it means something beyond the ordinary, something overriding the ordinary, something in addition to the ordinary. There's nothing unusual or remarkable about a street evangelist, but when it is the Lord of all creation, the long-awaited Messiah, the one for whom our heart longs, something more is going on, something in addition to the ordinary. It is something kind of like a friend who interrupts your daily life and excitedly shares that he or she has won a million dollars or dejectedly shares that his or her mother has just died. Something happens to pull me out of the ordinary and into my friend's orbit, but then I go back. However, in this case, I don't go back. I can't go back. Repent and believe in the gospel. I may be tempted to say I'd rather not repent and believe, because if I did, I couldn't go back. My life wouldn't be the same ever again. That is why people stop at the imperatives of Jesus and refuse to take them seriously, because it might cost a lot. The word of the Lord comes to Noah. He is to preach a word of repentance to the Ninevites. And they hear and accept this word. And once they have accepted the word of the Lord, they can't turn back. But it is true that people do turn back. And the still, small, whispering voice continues to call. Do we realize that time is running out? We go about our daily business loosely aware that tragedy could strike at any moment. But this isn't the time, the kind of time that St. Paul is speaking of. Time is running out because the kingdom of God is breaking in. The world is passing away because the reign of King Jesus is at hand. O troubled ones, worried about the government shutdowns and dramatics of our president. Oh, anxious ones worried about death by nuclear war and terrorism. Oh, despairing ones consumed by sin and addictions, forgetting that we have a God who favors the lowly and the humble. Jesus is in our midst to turn everything upside down. Jesus is in our midst to turn everything upside down. Here is a great mistake in our spiritual lives. Here is where we need a paradigm shift. We have made God an add-on in our lives. We pray for a short while and we feel that we've done our duty. Then we go about our, daily, our usual daily life. 
Our relationship with God, our prayer becomes something to check off on the box of our daily life. But this is wrong. Jesus didn't come to Simon and Andrew and say, hey guys, nice boat. You kind of want to take me on like in your life and to pray and worship to me, maybe say an hour a day? Rather, notice what he says. He doesn't even introduce himself. He says, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. They looked into the ordinariness of a man standing at the shore, beckoning them as they were casting their nets, something they've done a countless number of times. And in this man, they saw him and saw more, saw something more. They met the one for whom their heart longed, and they had a choice. If I followed this call, I could never turn back and they chose to dive in. What if we could sense that extra thing in the ordinary and we desired to stay there? The hearkening of church bells in a distance, the innocence of a baby's face, the beauty of a sunset, the comfort of a kind word, hearkening, innocence, beauty, comfort. What if that was our real life and everything around us is a fairy tale? What if we sense the breaking heart of a God in the midst of tragedy? The response of silence to our cry of why, a silence pregnant with a presence. When we sense that this very question is really only an echo of his. Could a baby return back to the womb Could a butterfly return to being a caterpillar? Could the Eucharist return to becoming ordinary bread and wine? Could we enter into the life of Christ, glimpsing into the extraordinary and still desire the ordinary? Or is the ordinary different now? There is a demarcation of a before and an after of our lives. The apostles entered into Jesus' life and not the other way around. Christ became the very center of their lives, and their lives were never the same.